0: you are listening to the Moms Full Circle Podcast, a place for moms or moms to be to come together and support one another, laugh together, maybe cry together, ask your most random baby questions to, judgment-free, and tune in to hear all things motherhood. As a mama myself, I know the importance of having a tribe to lean on during this wild ride. I hope this podcast will do that for you, too. So grab a cup of coffee or maybe a glass of wine, probably the video monitor too, and let's dive in. Welcome back to the Mom's Full Circle podcast. Today I have Kayla Brandon on the podcast. And Kayla, I consider a friend, although we have never actually met in person. We have spent a lot of time talking over social media. This is actually her second time on the podcast. So she came on last year, um when she was like real pregnant with her first, Finn. And now here we are today when we're recording. Finn is like 10 and a half months old, but by the time this posts insane, he's going to be one. Time flies. So Kayla is a holistic health coach. She is also a full-time corporate working mama and really prioritizes her own health and wellness as well as family time. So today we talk a lot about that balance but also about how she puts herself first and how she views her workouts now that she is a mama and just busy like all of us right and what that me time does for her but she also talks about how she balances that out and makes time for family especially on the weekends and especially with having a little one in daycare and what that looks like for her during the week. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. It is just like two mamas talking, catching up. I was really just personally excited to hear from her and hear how her journey's been because we all know as mamas, connecting, relating, getting advice, but also just kind of getting in the trenches with each other on this is the best. So I'm going to drop Kayla's information in the show notes. She also hosts the Life Well Lived podcast that I was recently on as a guest that she has lots of different um, great guests on talking about just wellness and what it means to live a life well lived. So check that out in the show notes and I will catch you guys at the end. Well, hey, Kayla, welcome to the Moms Full Circle podcast. So excited to have you back on here again.
1: Thank you, Caroline, for having me. I am so excited to talk with you, because last time I spoke with you, I was pregnant, and now I have a baby.
0: I know. I was thinking about that, that you were, like, real close to the end when you were last on the podcast, and probably by the time this airs, Finn's going to be, like, one or almost one, which is insane to me. So, yeah.
1: Time flies, especially as a parent. So I'm like just in shock that we spoke when I was very close to giving birth. Because yeah. Because now looking back, I'm like, how did I even manage an interview? Yeah. Because yeah, I was not feeling great towards the
0: end. Yeah. No, really. Honestly. So I'm excited to kind of catch up with you today and hear everything you've been up to now that you are a mama. So why don't you just start by you know introducing yourself, telling a little bit more about you, what you do, um, talk about your podcast too. We'd love to hear all the things.
1: Yes. So um, my name is Kayla Brandon. I am um, a Michigan Midwest native. I just recently moved back to Michigan from Chicago. Uh, my husband and I spent about seven and a half years living in DC and then Chicago respectively for our, you know, corporate careers. So by day I work in corporate communications at a at an aerospace manufacturer. And then by night I, I'm a certified holistic health coach and podcaster. I will you know add that I don't currently take clients mainly because I do not have time to take clients but I am interested in creating more of something like a course um so that people can follow along because I do have people who want to work with me but unfortunately I just don't have the time working full time being a mom I mean I totally know that you get it so it's hard to manage all of your side hustles but I did start um the life well lived podcast which is exactly how it sounds so I interview people who I believe are living their best lives, really. Um, they're living authentically, they're living aligned with their purpose, they're living with intention, and they're taking care of their mental health, their spiritual health, their physical health, and their emotional health, because I think those four pillars are so important. And I created this space so I could share what other people are doing in order to achieve kind of that homeostasis that we're all looking for, that balance, um, it's such an elusive word, It's, it's doesn't really exist but if I can get even an inch closer to having everything kind of you know all the the balls in the air stay up in the air and not fall to the ground I will do what I can so so that's kind of um what inspired my podcast and and yeah I'm just I'm loving it recently because um I used to be a broadcast journalist too before I I switched to corporate communications. so I certainly love the audio format and I I think it's such a great way to learn from people
0: Yeah I forgot that you did used to do that so what a natural kind of like transition to be able to tap into that still and I love that you talked about you know hearing other people's stories and it's the same on here like when I leave a podcast with somebody else I feel like I learned something new I feel like I'm less alone like there's just so much out there so I love that you are getting to experience that for yourself and share it with other people too.
1: Yeah, I think it's the best, the best medium, at least for me, for you, for a lot of other people, podcasting is so accessible. And that's another uh, key point I forgot to mention was I'm all about democratizing wellness or democratizing, I should say, wellness. Um, And that means making information accessible to people that's free. Um, You don't always have to pay, you know, X amount of dollars for a personal training session. Maybe you have a fitness expert on for 30 minutes and they give you like five tips on how to reach your, your fitness goals. And that's something that is obviously benefiting the trainer for, you know, PR, but also it benefits the listener who might not be able to afford that. So I'm all about kind of leveling the playing field and making it more accessible to everyone.
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And it's cause there's social media is so overloaded right now it can be hard to pick apart the weeds and find the people that you can trust and a lot of times the people that you can trust and connect with are the ones with less followers and so it takes longer to find them so yeah i totally agree with being able to kind of collaborate and get those get those names out there without always asking for the money um so yeah I want to kind of catch up a little bit too you had mentioned that you were very pregnant when you were last on the podcast and now Finn is 10 months old right now right Yes,
1: Yes. he is. Yeah, 10. I feel like he's going to be 11 months in like two weeks. So it's just going to be one before we know it. Yes,
0: which is just it's insane to me. So how have things been going for you? Um, You obviously became a mom since we last talked. So how was that transition for you? And how has life been, you know, with a baby, but also working full time, having your husband work full time, having the side hustle? Like, how has that all been for you?
1: So I will start with the pregnancy into giving birth and then postpartum phase, Um, becoming a mom, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, this metamorphosis that happens to um, women in our society. I feel like becoming a mom really felt like the best thing that has ever happened to me. And that's very cliche to say. But really, what I mean is it took me outside of myself because my whole life I was it was all about me because I didn't have to I didn't have to adhere to someone else's schedule. I mean, even being married, I would argue you know, you get into your rhythms where you kind of, yeah, you can have a routine and, and be mindful of your husband or your partner's schedule. But if I wanted to go have dinner with my girlfriends, all I have to do is let him know. I don't ask permission to do things, but when you have a child, your whole life changes. So I think the biggest transition for me was just being on his schedule, especially early on. I breastfed up until he was close to five months old. Um, it was right around the time when I went back to work at four and a half months that I, just, I I couldn't even envision pumping while at work Mm -hmm. in meetings and like having someone call on me and then having the breast pump going and then it's awkward. So I just had a lot of general anxiety around that. But I would say that initially my breastfeeding journey was actually really awesome and I had no issues and not a ton of pain. I had a little bit when my milk came in, but after that, it was very, honestly, it was very relaxing to breastfeed a newborn because It's just, it's such like snuggle time. You might be catching up on emails or like Mm -hmm. text messages, like, because you can kind of do multiple things at once um, while you're just sitting there. And so I look back and now that he's, you know, close to a year old, I miss those snuggle times. Like, I I feel like I'm finding myself looking back um, with rose colored glasses all the time, thinking like that time was so much easier, better, or, you know, I wish I was more, present with him and now that he's almost one, I feel like I've taken all those lessons learned about being a mom and being, you know, mindful about how I spend my time with my my child and I'm applying them now. So I know, um, we, we've spoke, you know, kind of off air a little bit, how I shifted my workout schedule so that I can work out Monday through Friday when Finn is in daycare and also that, you know, I'm working so I can wake up really early and then on the weekends, I don't work out. I chase him around, of course, and we we get tons of um, like steps in and stuff like that. But I'm more focused about spending as much time with him as I possibly can. So that means scheduling podcast interviews when he usually naps so mm-hmm. that I'm not missing that time. And, and maybe that's obsessive to some. But when you see your kid three hours a day, Monday through Friday, I literally, like, I cannot wait for the weekends because I'm just I feel like I miss so much, you know, when he's in daycare. So Mm -hmm. the transition, juggling work plus side hustles and things like that, I feel like it is a lot. It can be overwhelming at times. But for anyone that's questioning whether they want to go back to work after having a baby, the best advice I can give is you are in the driver's seat. So just test it out. Um, I know you extended your maternity leave, and that's great. But you're also kind of doing something else full time. So it's not like you're just staying at home Mm -hmm. and not that just staying at home is easy. It's actually the hardest job in the world. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, is that you're doing something that's taking you out of motherhood, which I think is a good thing. So Mm -hmm. I think as long as you're finding fulfillment in your career, whatever that career might look like, full-time, part-time, you know, one day a week, that's fine. Just go back and see how it is because you can always quit. Mm -hmm. You know, like I told, I told myself that I'll give, I had a timeline. I just said, I'm giving myself three months. And if by three months I am t- I can't do this, it's too much, then, then I'm gonna quit. And honestly, the first few weeks were horrible. The first day was awful. I felt terrible, I had the worst mom guilt. But now, you know, I've been back since May and we're recording this in December. So it's been quite a while. And while I do still have the mom guilt, like it's never gonna go away for me, I don't think, I'm finding that he is actually in better hands at daycare, not because they're better moms or better caretakers, but because he's with other kids mm-hmm. and he's so happy around them. So for my son, and this isn't for everyone's kid, but for mine, I think it would be selfish for me to take him away from daycare. Mm-hmm. And that's frankly a huge reason why I'm continuing to work. Mm-hmm. Not only because I like my job and you know financially I wanna provide for our family, but at the same time, like he has made friends, like he has friends and, and it's hard for me to take him away from that. So I would say in a nutshell, motherhood, balancing everything has been chaotic and not perfect and messy but honestly we're finding our groove a little bit and i think a lot of it is just giving myself grace every day to not be perfect because i'm not perfect no one's perfect you know mm-hmm. so we have to get that idea of being a perfect mom or woman or whatever out of your head
0: and i love too your um the daycare that your son goes to always sends you like the cutest pictures that you'll post sometimes oh, which yeah. i'm sure just <laughs> kind of helps your heart a little bit as the day goes on but it is and it's it's all a balancing act it's a juggling act but I like that you set that goal for yourself of like I'm gonna give it three months and then we'll see and you just kind of let it play out and you came to your answer you found what was best for you and you know I think that that's kind of how motherhood is in general you know give it a little bit of time and then you can make a change if you need to (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. It's trial and error in our house. And I'm saying this now, right. As someone who just has almost a one-year-old, but who knows what my life will look like in a year or two. So I, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying I will, I will consistently work in corporate full-time forever, but if that's the case, then I know that we could make it work. But if for whatever reason, I feel that my family is not benefiting from it, they come first. Mm -hmm. So if Finn wasn't happy at daycare, I can promise you this, I would not be working. Mm -hmm. Or if I did, I'd, maybe work part-time or find something else or you know invest in my health coaching but if he wasn't happy no way would i be (laughs) in the position i am today that's for sure
0: well and i don't know if you find this this too but on that same level like when we went through the whole like am i going to go back to work am i going to work basically full-time from home for the gym if when i thought about it during pregnancy it was like well i'm 100 percent going back to work because you know i need a paycheck And then now I think it's a lot easier to be like, okay, we can, we'll be okay without the paycheck. Like we have to do what's best for our family. It's, it's wild. Like if you had told me that that would be my attitude, I would be like, there's no way like I would need the paycheck and that's all that matters. But I think this transition just happens as you step into parenthood and other things become more important than the money.
1: Oh yeah. And I, I totally think that there are so many success stories maybe not as well known as the person I'm about to mention, but there are so many success stories like that. So I always refer back to Tori Birch. She actually, little known fact, she had two sons, I believe, I think she has three sons. So she had two kids and then the third came along and she had been continuously working her corporate job. And then the third came along and that for whatever reason, that was like the deal breaker for her. And she said, you know what, I need time, I need time. I don't want to keep running the rat race and, and trying to balance it all. So she stepped out of the the workforce, quote unquote workforce, for seven years. And during that time is when she created Tory Burch handbags and shoes and accessories and clothes and all that stuff. So she, It took her taking a step back to actually find her true purpose and passion as a working mom. And then now she's one of the richest women in the world. So it's like we mentioned money. It's funny because she gave up money Mm -hmm. for seven years in order to pursue something that she felt more aligned with. So I do think that... No matter what you do, if you do take a break, just know that, like, first of all, money's not everything. And secondly, your new, you know, career opportunity, if you have one in the future, could be actually more lucrative or more Mm -hmm. fulfilling or more Mm -hmm. joyful. They're not it's Mm -hmm. not always about the money. So I love sharing her story because that to me is the ultimate like mom goal. Right. Yeah. Obviously not money, but it's more just finding something that is so so aligned with your purpose and passion in life and then just going for it but she wouldn't have had that time to do it if she didn't take a step back right you now and reassess and then also focus on her family so right. um I just think she's a huge inspiration to me yeah. personally
0: yeah I didn't know that that's really cool and I think too it's when you step into this parenthood, you're you're so fulfilled by your family and this little human in front of you. Of course, they cause frustration and exhaustion and all these things, but you're fulfilled by them. So it's a whole lot harder to go from like being fulfilled and then you are going to a job that maybe doesn't fulfill you or doing things that don't fulfill you, like it's a whole lot harder to split your time that way. So like you said, to be able to take that space and figure out what did fulfill her so that all parts of her life were fulfilling and it wasn't like this like chunky road to go down is just huge.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think like it's the the juxtaposition of the two of going to a job that maybe you don't love and then being at home with your baby, especially at your first child and especially a newborn, like There is nothing, it's so hard, but it is, those were like the best months of my entire life was when I was at home with Finn, didn't have to worry about anything else. And like, of course you look, you look back and it's, you know, hindsight's 2020. So I'm sure in the moment I was maybe stressed out or like not sleeping as much, but now I can appreciate and moving forward, I will appreciate with future children, just how much, how precious that time is. If I do go back to work again, Mm -hmm. because I just think that like, you know, that bonding time is and I'm. I, I, it's so important, and I'm. I, it makes sense as to why you extended it. It extended your leave because who wouldn't want more time like that? You know, like yeah. that's like the best, those are the best days of your life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now you're somebody that you mentioned at the beginning, holistic health coach, but you yourself seem to be very mindful and in tune with what your body needs physically, mentally, emotionally. You talked about, you know, taking the weekends off of your workouts. How has that kind of evolved? So if you want to maybe talk about like, what was it like in those newborn days? And then what is that, Look like now. What was that transition for you?
1: Yeah, so I think the newborn days. If I can give any advice to anyone who maybe doesn't have a, a child yet, or maybe you're pregnant, listening to this, and you're just trying to find some answers, um, I think the newborn days. First of all, they go they go they go by in a blink. Um, mm-hmm. Before you know it, the baby is a, little, a lot more independent. They can sit up, and they're introducing solids, like kind of like we talked about on um, in our conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. So I think just taking it all in and knowing that it's okay if you don't sleep eight consecutive hours, you will one day, you know? So I think like during the newborn days, I was so scared. I was Googling in the middle of the night, like, when will we sleep? again? <laughs> <laughs> I was so paranoid. Cause I was like, I can't do this. This is a, you know, it's a lot. Um, but if I could go back and do it over again, that is one regret I have. I think I would just embrace the chaos and embrace the sleepless nights and, and really have gratitude in every moment. And I find that I am a grateful person, but in the hard moments, it's hard to be grateful, right? Because like you're going through something tough and it's been, you know, it's certainly challenging. So the the newborn days were hard mentally, I think. But as I healed physically, um, which I think was a compounding uh, factor for me feeling mentally unwell during those first, you know, six weeks for me at least, because I had a, you know, a vaginal delivery, so I didn't have the longer heal time as some other people with um, C sections. But I think during that time I couldn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to focus a lot on my nutrition um, and not be obsessive. But I was very mindful of just I'm taking care of a baby, but I need to take care of myself. I need to make those carve out those moments of peace and um, and prayer for me personally, and also focus on pelvic floor rehabilitation because I just really wanted to make sure that I was strengthening myself as best I could when, you know, whether he was napping or whether my husband, I just gave him to my husband and said, you know, I need 15 minutes to do pelvic floor work because I'm not going to have energy to do it at eight o'clock at night. And, you know, a lot of those early days, I did do a lot of stuff at eight o'clock at night because, you know, I was busy all day and I, I tried to honestly I did try to nap when the baby napped, like occasionally. Um, but I just found it was easier for me to power through. So that way when my head hit the pillow at like nine, I could sleep five hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that felt like ten hours yeah. to me because I was a new parent. So I think um yeah, the newborn days were, were definitely tough, but if, if I could do it over again, I would just just enjoy them more and just not focus on what you're missing and focus on what you have, which is a baby. And a snuggly, cuddly baby that will one day not want you to hold them mm-hmm. <laughs> as much. Mm-hmm. I have a 10-month-old now. Um, and so my physical health now at, you know, close to 10 and a half months postpartum um, is so vastly different. I I didn't run throughout my pregnancy. I was a big runner before. Um, and I did a lot of, like, circuit training, hit training, much like you. And then during my pregnancy, I it didn't feel good to run. Um, I had a lot of, like, he was low from the start. Mm-hmm. So um, I just didn't feel great running. So mm-hmm. I stopped at 14 weeks pregnant and then I haven't gone back since and I'm 10 and a half months postpartum. So I replaced that with a Peloton. Uh, that was my push present to myself and mm-hmm. I have zero regrets. Um, and I just do a lot of, that's more of my hit, but it's low impact hit cause you're on a bike. So mm-hmm. you're not, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier on your joints and stuff. Um, so I do that. And then I also love strength training still. Um, it's still foundational, um, to my fitness programs. And then I love Pilates. I really discovered Pilates during, um, the postpartum, early pro, postpartum days when I was easing my way back into working out. So right around, you know, seven, eight weeks postpartum, I realized that I had time to do the pelvic floor stuff. And then I was like, well, now I have to devote, to devote like 10 minutes for core and then, and then do my workout. And that was just a lot for me. Like, I just wanted to be more efficient and Pilates for anyone who has never done it. It's very core focused. And so I found myself doing Pilates for like 45 minutes to an hour Um, when Finn was napping Mm -hmm. and didn't have to leave my, didn't have to leave my condo in Chicago and rolled out the mat, um, you know, kind of like right near his crib. And that was so beneficial for me in the early days of healing because it's low impact. You really do stretch too. So it's good Mm for flexibility and core strength and rehabilitation. And they do a lot of public floor stuff that people Mm -hmm. don't really realize. So um, from a physical perspective, my workouts kind of went from like nothing, then light walking, and then Pilates and then weights and then honestly six months postpartum I probably added in spinning and I've been doing that kind of weights Pilates spin combination for probably four four months now Mm -hmm. and I love it and it makes me feel strong and it's changed obviously you know some weeks it's less workouts if work is really busy and it's it's hard finding time to adjust but um I think my mindset is more just I get to do this I don't have to do this so if I've if I wake up in the morning, it's more like, I'm so excited to have time to myself <laughs> right before the day starts. And I give so much to others so freely, like so many moms do. Um, it's just nice to give back to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. um, along with like some devotional time and, and prayer time and just like sip a hot cup of coffee, a hot keyword cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and and that's really benefited my mental health, I think, is just that alone time and, and, and focus on my fitness and, and my spiritual health.
0: And I think, you know, when when you can use what you do for your physical exercise as an outlet for mental growth, it's so much more motivating because you're not relying on it to change the way that you look aesthetically. It's It's your time. It's your outlet. And sure, probably, you know, your body, well, obviously, your body changed aesthetically between those early postpartum days and now. But that was just kind of a byproduct of what you were doing for your mental health, which that's always what I try to encourage other moms when they come to me and they're like, I don't have the time to get my workouts in. I'm tired. I don't want to. You know, it's, okay, well, what do you enjoy for movement? And then let's focus on how it makes you feel rather than a weight loss goal right now because you clearly just need some time for you. Um, And I know you mentioned that it's mornings for you. You're up early. Was that something that, you know, was that kind of easy for you right off the cusp was it an adjustment to get to that place where you could get yourself out of bed in the mornings and do you still have days when maybe you don't get up
1: oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) so at the outset i would say i'm not perfect um, I, my alarm is set every day at four for 4:50 AM, which is a strange time for a lot of people probably, but, um, we have like an old school coffee pot that takes like 15, 10 to 15 minutes to like make the coffee. So I have to schedule like, okay, well, if I want my coffee at like five, I have to plug it in at 4:50. So anyway, that's the only reason why I'm up that early. Um, but anyway, so I've always been a morning bird 5 AM. No, that's not my preferred time to wake up. Absolutely not. I'd much rather sleep till like my body just naturally prefers to wake up at like 630. So Mm -hmm. if I could, I would just do that. But when I know that I have to get a workout in um, for me specifically, that basically hinges on my work day. And most of my work days are intense and busy and back-to-back meetings. We're still virtual. So it's all meeting all like online meetings, you know? Um, And so for me, I have to get a workout in at 530 AM. I'm done by 615. So all my workouts are 45 minutes. And then I hop in the shower do not get ready. Like I just pull back my hair, whether it's wet or whatever, wash my face, put on some like serums. And then I have to get Finn up for daycare and like change him, have time with him in the morning. I like to have at least an hour with him before he goes. Um, and then I'm back and, and working. So for me, it, I have to wake up at 4:50 and get that workout in or else I won't have time during the workday. But there are, I will say probably like, there's probably one day a week w- where, I'm not getting up that early, so I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's too, And sometimes I do sleep in and I just say, you know, screw it. I'm going to work out during a conference call and I'll listen, but I'm going to like, I have to get this mm-hmm. in or else I won't have time. And that's just kind of something I've given myself grace about. But I would say most days I have to do it, do it at that time or else dot, dot, dot. And for me, it's so much better knowing that my workout's done and I've done something for myself well before anyone else woke up. And that just really means I go to bed earlier. So Mm -hmm. I'm not like this, like, super mom. I just go to bed earlier, meaning Mm -hmm. I still get my seven to eight hours. I just, I'm not up until midnight, you know? Mm -hmm. There's no way I would ever wake up at 4.50 if I was up till midnight or 11. Like, absolutely not. So I'm not this, like, super human. (laughs) I'm just, I'm going to bed very early, like, 8.30 or 9. I'm just, like, in bed. me too. (laughs) Going to bed, passed out. So yeah. I don't know if you wake up super early to get your workouts in before Sophia is up, but mm-hmm. that's just like, it has to happen.
0: Yeah. No, I'm the same way. It's funny you say that, 4.50, though, because when I was pregnant and still teaching, my alarm would be set for like 4.42, like something stupid, <laughs> because I am someone that presses snooze like one time. So I'm like, okay, if I snooze the one time, then 4.50, I'm up. And yeah, I get it. But yeah, I'm the same way that... Y- If I don't get my workout in in the morning, chances are I'm going to let 5,000 other things take priority over it during the day. But I feel it. Like mentally, I feel like a fog. I feel like I'm dragging. I don't have the energy if I don't do my workout. So I just tell myself like, yeah, I don't really want to get up right now. But then once I'm in it and I do it and even after, like I just feel so much better going into my day.
1: Oh yeah. You just feel like more accomplished. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. You're not stressed about if I don't work out in the morning, my mind will then go to, Oh my God, when am I going to work out? <laughs> yeah. Cause there's like no time for me during the day. So yeah. it's kind of out of necessity, but also I wouldn't have it any other way. And I will say I am the person on vacations that will be like, okay, I, even if I'm not working out today, I'm waking up before everyone. Cause I cannot deal with people before I can mm-hmm. have myself, I like, have my me time in the morning.
0: Well, and I think it's huge that you're able to you have that relationship with yourself that you know what you need and you're able to respond to it. Um, actually, I'd be interested to know even like postpartum, like you said, those early days you could not work out. Like, did you find ways to tap into that self-care, whatever that was for you? Like, I know for me, it was being able to have a hot cup of coffee before Sophia got up like that was self-care for me for the entire day. Did you have those moments that you kind of had to figure that out?
1: Yes, and hot coffee for me is a luxury, but it's also, you can make time for it. Like, I feel like a lot of parents say, it's, oh, it's impossible. And I'm like, well, if your kids aren't up yet, yes, you can have a hot cup of coffee and Mm -hmm. enjoy it and Mm -hmm. not worry. But yeah, once they're up, it's going to be harder to keep that coffee hot. But um, for me, similar to you, like good cup of coffee before Finn woke up, but really I started and I don't know why I did this. Maybe it's because I have a broadcasting background, but I started doing like my hair and makeup. Not again, I'm not doing full on TV hair and makeup. It's not crazy, but I put myself together for the day Mm -hmm. and I found that I just, I felt better. Mm -hmm. Like I felt better knowing that I didn't look like a disheveled mess. And for anyone that's listening, that's kind of in that early postpartum phase, like you don't have to do that. I'm not telling you to do that, but for me, that made me feel beautiful. It made me feel more like myself, Mm -hmm. um, in a time when I felt very lost. So I think doing that was, was huge for me. And then also I couldn't work out, like you said. So I did start taking him on very gentle and short, short walks. Like I'm talking 10 minute walks and even doing that and seeing my neighbors down the street and, and they, and, you know, they said, hi. And, um, it just made me feel like a human again. Like, Mm -hmm you're so consumed by this baby that's amazing and beautiful and you're so blessed but at the same time you just kind of feel like you give up everything and you don't know who you are anymore and so for me social interaction calling loved one calling loved ones facetimeing and getting ready for the day like mm-hmm. that made me feel like myself because i couldn't work out and frankly like when i work out my physical like appearance like makeup and hair and stuff kind of goes out the window because Mm -hmm. after that if I only have an hour to myself a day I'd rather work out and then look like crap yeah then look perfect and not get a workout in yeah um so during but during those early days I couldn't work out so I I was like well I might as well look good doing it or try to look good because I still have a belly and (laughs) it's just this is where I'm at in life you know
0: I get that yeah showers that was my other thing like if I could get Mm -hmm. up in the morning And take a shower and have a cup of coffee before she was up i didn't really care what happened the rest of the day but i like that you mentioned too you know making the time we all have the time it's just once you tap into that piece of knowing what you need And physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever that is, and being able to respond to it, you will make the time for it because you know that you're better off for it. And I love that you were able to really share those pieces today of you, you are in it. You are that mom that is working full time, that has a side gig, but that also prioritizes her health and her family. And you are able to do it. It's just that, you know, I'm sure at the beginning, it didn't look as seamless as it is for you now. And there's days that it still isn't seamless for you. But you know what your priorities are and you don't let those, you know, fall short.
1: Yeah, I I truly try really hard to be present with whoever I'm with. So if I'm at work in a meeting, I'm not multitasking. And that's not me just saying that. I just I really feel like if I'm in a meeting listening I try not to check email, you know, if it's an important meeting, not that others aren't important, but sometimes you can be more passive on a mm-hmm. all. Um, so I, just, I feel like that extends to everything, right? Like if you're a present parent, you're a present trainer, you're a present friend, you're a present daughter, a wife. And, and so I just feel like that has been like the key word for me in motherhood is just being intentional and present in all that I do. And it starts with my son. Like, if I'm not intentional with him, how am I supposed to be intentional with anything else? Because he is the most important thing in my life, aside Mm -hmm. from my husband. So,
0: Definitely. And you kind of started to touch on it there, but I love asking moms when they come on the podcast, you know, how do you feel? I phrase it as how do you feel that you upgraded since becoming a mom? So, you know we're blessed with social media but then at other times a lot of negative can come out of it and I know at times social media scared me when it came to motherhood because I heard so many you know the the sleep or the birth experience or you know whatever so I like to kind of shine light on the positives that also come with motherhood so what is something positive growth wise that you saw within yourself since you became a mom
1: I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier but I just I love that my life is just not about me anymore like I wanted that I mean and I, I needed it because I think it's so normal for humans by nature we're selfish people mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that we're bad people it's just like a fact so I love that Finn has made me more selfless but also more thoughtful in how I interact with everyone because now when I interact with others I just I feel like I have so much so much more of like a graceful attitude about everything I'm more patient I feel like I'm more caring and like I have I was empathetic before for sure without a doubt but I just my empathy has gone through the roof because you really don't know what someone's going through and being in the postpartum phase like looking at me and you especially even a few weeks after if maybe like we lost all the baby weight and I'm not saying we did but looking at someone with clothes on especially like it's easy to think and have these assumptions that they just have it all together and that
0: they're mm-hmm.
1: happy and they're they're perfect and their lives are perfect but like under the surface for most people like that's not the case mm-hmm. because life is very messy um and so I just feel like I have this like new perspective that I just like I look at people and I don't see I don't see the illusion of they have like it all going on and they're perfect and fine I more so like ask them how are you you know how are you doing how are how is your sick parent doing like I want to know about those things because when I wasn't getting asked those questions or maybe I was by a few certain people it made the it made a whole difference for me like Mm -hmm. made the world of a difference so um, I just think he's made me obviously a well-rounded better person but also just just a more conscientious person yeah
0: mom I love that and it's it's cool that like because I mentioned before like you came on the podcast right before Finn was born so it's really cool to be able to like I've seen the transition, but even listeners are going to be able to, like, if they go back to, you know, before when you were on, of course, like you were a mindful person, you were an empathetic person, like you said, but to just kind of see that growth. And like we've talked about, you know, if you had asked us some of these questions during pregnancy, the answers probably would have been totally different. And we wouldn't have imagined the world being this way as it is now. But, and that's part of the reason I like doing this podcast is for other moms to know that like it's going to be okay. You don't have all the answers right now. You don't know what postpartum is going to look like for you, but you are going to figure it out and you are going to have the answers and it will just naturally fall into place. Kind of just like you were talking about, even if it's messy at the beginning.
1: Yeah, it all works out in the end, like you said, and I'm glad I didn't know what was ahead. (laughs) like, I didn't do much too much reading. Like into the postpartum stuff, because I just knew that it was going to be bad. Like, you just had a baby. Like, it's, you know, the realities of that are pretty grim. Mm-hmm. But the reward, which is a human life that is now your child is so much more important. So I if I could advise anyone, don't do too much Googling. Mm-hmm. Let it happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, be prepared to a certain extent, you know, get all the dermaplast if you're if you're planning on having a delivery that way. But also, like, like you said, you can't plan. Like you had a C-section that was not planned, mm-hmm. and you also rolled with it. And it doesn't m- mean that anyone is less is less of a mom because of the way they delivered. So, like, just focus on the end result, and I promise, all the other things like postpartum healing, the last days of pregnancy, which are terrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up hard. I say terrible, like because it's challenging, not because you're gonna die. Like, right, it's, right, it's hard. You know? Right, you're huge, right. And, um, to move and sleep Mm -hmm. so anyway i just i say all that to say it's worth it and if if i could go back and do it all over again my pregnancy i think i would just you can't teach someone who hasn't experienced something yet so Mm -hmm. there's no way i would have changed my perspective but i wish i could have given the 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 ability to look into the future to myself and just see like you're gonna be fine and also look at finn like yeah perfect yeah so you're good you're this is all worth it
0: exactly Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: Hindsight's twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I want you to be able to share before we go today where people could find you, where they could find um, your podcast, too.
1: Sure. So you can find me on social media. Um, so I'm sure you'll drop the link below, but mm-hmm. it's Kayla underscore underscore Brandon, because someone took my handle, <laughs> which is fine. Um, and the, the Life Well Lived podcast is Life Well Lived Pod. Um, there's some periods in there. So again, it'll probably be linked. And then my podcast, The Life Well Lived, um, is on Apple and Spotify. And I'm sure it's it's on like a bunch of other places that I actually don't check. But (laughs) Apple and Spotify are the two most popular. Mm -hmm. So if you Google that um, or search it within those those um, apps, you'll definitely be able to find it. I think it's one of the first that pops up, which makes yeah. me so happy because yeah. it means I chose a, a very unique title because yes. it's not that I'm the most popular.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. And I can definitely attest to I love listening to your podcast is just one of the ones that when I'm out on walks, you have like a whole variety of guests. And I love that you asked that question about how do you will live a life well lived? Because it just it, it kind of sparks that within all of us. So I would definitely, yes, I will drop all of that below, but I'm glad we were able to do this today. And um, I know that we'll still keep in touch and keep watching Finn grow and, you know, keep connecting over social media. So thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks again for creating such a container and, and on the internet and on the social world for, for moms to connect because it's such a sacred space because, you know, the mom community can be as big or as small as you want it to be so um for you to have created that space for women i think is just speaks to your character and speaks to your heart so so thank you for doing that and thank you for having me
0: oh of course oh and thank you for those kind words if you enjoyed today's episode of the mom's full circle podcast be sure to hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our new episodes i'm always looking to expand my tribe so please reach out You can find me at Caroline underscore Prestano on social media. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll catch you in the next episode.